Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans, Sam Bushman, live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt starts now. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the broadcast for September the 12th in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our one of two, and the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go quickly to a audio uh, it's very long, an audio file. And then Dr. Bradley is going to break this down with me. Dr. Scott Bradley with us. Freedomsrisingsun.com is his website. Ammon Bundy did an incredible video, Why the Pride Movement is So Strong in Idaho. Here it is. So many people are very concerned about what's happening this weekend here in, in Boise and in Idaho uh, with the Boise uh, Pride Festival. Um, even the Idaho Republican Party did a call to action to call the sponsors of the Boise Pride Festival and get them to withdraw their, their sponsorships. Now, I have some information that I think is really going to shed some light on what is happening, why the Boise Pride Fest Festival is so strong here, who is supporting it, and uh, you know why, where is it getting its roots and, and, its, and its sponsorship from? Well, this list from the Idaho Republican Party lists several uh, companies and organizations that are sponsoring the Boise Pride Festival. And the top of the list is IACI, which is Idaho Association of Commerce and Industry. We look down here a little bit, we got Clearwater, we got Blue Cross of Idaho, Micron, we got St. Luke's Hospital, we have Simplot, and, and there's others. Now, if you go to the Boise Pride uh, Festival website, you can also look at the sponsors, and they're the same sponsors that uh, Idaho Republican Party wants you to call and ask them to withdraw. And uh, we have, uh, and others. Uh, so you look here, you got St. Luke, Simplot, Micron. You've got Idaho Power, Inter Intermountain Gas, uh, Holland and Hart, and uh, very similar list. Now, let's go back to IACI because that's the top of the list here. Let's go back to IACI and let's go to their website. They say, this is Idaho Association of Commerce and Industry. And they say since 1974, uh, IACI has been Idaho's most effective business lobby. Uh, they brag that they're an important and influential force in Idaho's politics. So they're a pretty powerful uh, uh group of businesses and people. And let's let's see who is part of this association. Uh, you'll recognize these. Uh, Idaho Power, Intern Mountain Gas Company, Micron, Potlatch, Simplot, um, St. Luke's Hospital, Blue Cross of Idaho, Clearwater, uh, and others. Well, that's the same list that is sponsoring the Boise Pride Festival, the very same people. Now, let me just tie this together a little bit further because Governor Brad Little was the chair of the IACI board, he was the chairman. And uh, they have, IACI has certainly placed Governor Little where he's at today. Uh, as governor, Governor Little's 
chief of staff named Zach Haig, which I think is how you say it. Well, he was the vice president of the Idaho Association of Commerce and, and Industry, IACI. He was the vice president. And now he's serving as the chief of staff for Governor Little. And there's many other staff members and associations with Brad Little who had important positions in IACI. Now, remember the sponsors of, I, of the Boise Pride Festival and the uh, members of, the, of IACI? Uh, well, let's go through some of them. Uh, Bear, Bear Healthcare, uh, donated to Brad Little's campaign this year. Uh, we got Potlatch, donated $10,000 to Brad Little's campaign. Intermountain Gas Company, donated $10,000 to Brad Little's campaign. Uh, J.R. Simplot Company, donated $10,000 to Brad Little's campaign this year. Micron Technology donated $10,000 to Brad Little's campaign this year. Blue Cross of Idaho donated $10,000 to Brad Little's campaign this year. Idaho Power donated $10,000 to Brad Little's campaign this year. Clearwater Paper donated $10,000 to Brad Little's campaign this year. You see a pattern? Um, now, just as kind of a side note, uh, Governor Little's uh, assistant, uh, her name is Claudia Simplot Nally, uh, another connection there. Now, let's look at also a sponsor of the Boise Pride Festival uh, that is a actual government entity, the Department of Idaho Department of Health and Welfare, uh, under the executive direction of Governor Brad Little. In their letter talking about their sponsorship, they say sponsoring events across the state is an op opportunity for Department of Health and Welfare uh, to interact and provide public health education and services to diverse communities across Idaho. So that's what their justification is. Well, let's look how much they've donated. Well, in 2021, they've donated $164,000 to Pride uh, groups, uh, festivals in Idaho. You see here, 15,000 to Boise Pride Festival, 20,000 to Boise Pride Festival, uh, 3,000 to Southern Idaho Pride, Fest, Pride Inc., 20,000 to Boise Pride Festival, 15,000 to Southern Idaho Pride Fe, uh, Inc., uh, 10,000 to Southern Idaho Pride Inc., and then 1,000, 3,000, 1,000, 1,000, another 10,000 to Boise Pride Festival. This is taxpayers' dollars taxpayer dollars going to uh, these pride festivals and now i want to give all right ladies and gentlemen let's stop there this is taxpayers dollars as ammon bundy wisely points out and this is why i have in writing endorsed ammon bundy for governor of the great state of idaho ladies and gentlemen uh, he's following the money a classic uh you know, reality check that we always focus on is, hey, when you follow the money, you find out very strange bedfellows, very strange realities. And so this video that Ammon Bundy put out, why the pride movement is so strong in Idaho is riveting. And it highlights what's happening all across the country. Now, for a long time, ladies and gentlemen, we kind of felt like, ah, the, the feds are bad. The general government's really wicked and bad. But by golly, if you get to your city or your county or your state, Hey, those guys are the good guys or whatever. You know what? That narrative has blown out of the water over the last several years. People are realizing that is as false as it gets. 
all the way down to your local tiny city that may be rejecting FOIA requests or grandma requests or, you know, information requests and everything else. They play games. They lie. They cheat. They steal. They rub shoulders with the wrong people. The money trails are uh, just ripe with fraud and and, and, uh, strange associations and conflict of interest. So we can go on and on and on. Dr. Bradley, welcome. And on that note, your thoughts. Well, that's kind of a sour note, actually, Sam. I, I, this is, uh, oh, there's so much to talk about with this. Uh, um, it, there's a kind of a newly coined term, and it is go woke, go broke. And I think this ought to be applied to every single organization that is trying to play this virtue card and, and how uh, woke they are in regards to these kinds of things. Every one of these big businesses is, uh, is stroking their social um, score with these kinds of things. You know, if you play the social score about how you are on these uh, tolerance things, and then you're, you play your card about the, uh, how green you are, how uh, interested you are in the, uh, the carbon footprint, and so on and so forth. Uh, this is, all of this is wokeism. And, and what's really interesting, now you didn't play the uh, Ammon's piece enough, and I know time is of the essence, but I'm here to tell you uh, little uh, when he was a state legislator and the uh, uh, same-sex marriage thing was becoming an issue and it hadn't become a whole issue. He was the only legislator in the state of Idaho that was in favor of same-sex marriage. The only one. And now he's the governor of Idaho. Now there's been so many whacked out things that have happened over the last two and a half years. You would think the people in Idaho would start to awaken themselves to the sense of their awful situation. He was the draconian Wicked Witch of the West, only, I don't know what they call him, Wicked Warlock of the West, in terms of the uh, COVID response. No, now that males can become females, he's a witch. Okay, 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 you got me. Anyway, yeah, (laughs) I mean, here he is playing that card every step of the way, and I cannot imagine. How and by the way, claims. the media has been giving him cover all the way because I guarantee you, you ask nine out of ten Idahoans, and they won't know that fact. You're right there, Guaranteed. but I'm here to tell you this, uh, and, and uh, I'm, I'm sure you're going to talk about this with Lowell when you get on next hour. But, but just to say that they had this uh, drag queen event down in uh, Provo, Utah, just off the BYU campus. Holy cow! If people don't think BYU's got a black eye on that one, they ought to think again. And and a group called Defending Utah reported on that. And if you haven't seen their expansive reporting, they've got a number of video uh, uh, reportings out on it and everything. Uh, the uh, the blatant sexualization of little children that were sitting on the front row in a drag queen strip show uh, out in Kiwanis Park. And now they didn't actually strip down to nothing, but... But here they are going through the motions and all of the uh, gyrations that they go through, strutting their stuff on the stage. Holy Hannah. By the way, I hope, I think that helped be, uh, Boise see the, they, they, these sponsors had to cancel it. They it canceled like it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank heavens. And I am convinced, as is Dr. Bradley, defending Utah.org did a great job at exposing this in Provo. That called a halt in Boise. Gay Pride Festival in Provo, Utah. It's an absolute disgrace. This is a battle. A battle between truth and deceit. A battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness and between a media 
that wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact. TheEpicTimes.com. We at Freedom Factor have a passion for our shared American heritage and want to help restore some of that American pride by emphasizing the documents that made us Americans. Our goal is to put pocket constitutions into the hands of every American and in every school. This effort requires your help. Order your pocket constitutions and browse our website at FreedomFactor.org to learn how you can help spread the message of freedom. Read it, know it, share it. FreedomFactor.org Why does the left lie constantly? Because it gets spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier. And this multiplication gives more evil, spiritual power to the beast. And that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9:6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the line of Judah. A message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Scott Bradley, freedomsrisingsun.com is with me. We're discussing this incredible video from Ammon Bundy, why the pride movement is so strong in Idaho, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm telling you right now, Ammon Bundy does a phenomenal job. He literally peels the onion. In the first six minutes, he follows all the money, ties it all to Governor Little. And it's true, uh, Governor uh, Little was the only one to promote same-sex marriage. Now he's doubled down uh, in his efforts to back the gay pride uh, agenda. We talked about, uh, Ammon Bunny highlighted the trail of the money, how all these groups literally have this serious conflict of interest. They're all funding the governor. They're all funding gay pride. They're all, well, um, independent Utah did a great job breaking down what happened in Provo and how disastrous uh, the event really was. And so they, they got them to pull out and stop it in, in Idaho. And this just shows what good people can do when they shine the light uh, on these things. So I really commend um, Ammon Bundy, and I really commend the people um, uh, independent Utah because together they really provided some tremendous reporting that really, uh, in my opinion, exposed a lot of the criminal activity that really is going on, folks. All right? This is really criminal activity. DefendingUtah.org is their website, this independent Utah group, doing a great job. But they highlight the Gay Pride Festival in Provo last week. Uh, DefendingUtah.org is their name. We're going to talk more about that with Lowell. But I want to play more of this video from Ammon Bundy because it really highlights. Listen, in addition to to, uh, following the money, listen to what's happening. Cam? 
All right, we're going to try to get the sound bite. Here we go. dollars going to uh, these pride festivals. And now I want to give you some statistics to kind of bring this home a little bit. Did you know that when children are taken by the state uh, under the Department of, of, of Welfare, Department of Health and Welfare, CPS, that they are seven times more likely to go to homosexual uh, foster parents? That's right. When children are taken uh, by the state, they are seven times more likely to go to homosexual foster parents. Uh, I just showed you how $164,000 of taxpayers' money is going to pride festivals in Idaho. And also, when a, uh, p- people want to be foster parents, they have to go through training, obviously. Well, they are also issued a book uh, for this training, and this training is called something very interesting. This book is called something very interesting. Uh, it is called the Pride Book. You can see it here, Pride Book. Uh, foster pride, adoption pride. This is what it's called. This is what the Department of Health and Welfare gives the foster parents, uh, the pride book. And then you can see here the contents. Uh, Number one is content uh, connecting with pride. Here's uh, uh, the Department of Health and Welfare's website. You go to foster adoption and training. It's titled Pride. And it stands for Parents Resource for Information Development and Education. And it's a 27-hour training. Uh, You'll go in there. It says you will be invited to attend Pride after your application is received. At the bottom of this page, it says find out more about Pride training. I do not believe in any way that is a coincidence. Now, just to connect some dots here together, um, Governor Brad Little was the only um, state representative to support gay marriage in the 2000s. Remember the gay marriage battle back in the 2000s? Well, Governor Brad Little was the only state representative in Idaho to support gay marriage, the only one to support gay marriage. Now, to connect a couple more dots, uh, St. Luke's Hospital was the number one private beneficiary of the COVID funds coming directly from Governor Brad Little's office. Now, the number one government entity uh, that received COVID uh, funds from the governor's office was the Department of Health and Welfare. So there's a direct connection there. And as a side note, uh, St. Luke's Hospital is suing me, as you know, and their law firm is Holland and Hart, who's also a sponsor of the uh, Boise Pride Fest. Uh, Holland and Hart. Now they are also uh, Governor Little's attorneys and the state of Idaho's attorneys. So that's a side note. So I can s- hope you can see here this connection that and why the Pride Festival and why the gay movement is so strong here in Idaho and who is actually funding it and sponsoring it. And much of those funds actually are coming from the taxpayers. And and also from corporations that you and I use every day that are part of IACI, the Idaho Association of Commerce and Industry. And I just wanted... So there you have it. Ammon Bundy doing a great job. Not only do you have the filthy lucre when you trace the money, but you have conflicts of interest everywhere. The media providing tremendous cover for Brad Little, for him to one, back that in the first place, then two, to ascend to the governorship of the great state of Idaho... 
um, you kind of see the media has been protecting him. I bet you nine out of ten Idahoans don't realize Brad Little backed same-sex marriage and now is at the epicenter of the gay pride agenda movement. We're talking about gay, lesbians, bisexuals, transgenders. They've literally woven this into the fabric of the very adoption programs uh, of the state of Idaho to where now you got to do pride, you know, training. you got to do um, – this doesn't – I don't even know how to say this. This doesn't uh, really have a worse implication or application than we see from Ammon Bundy's video. The more we dig in, too, with the people in Utah – uh, highlighting this, we begin to understand, folks, DefendingUtah.org does a similar report uh, highlighting what happened at the Gay Pride Parade or whatever you want to call it, gay, you know, whatever pride uh, in Provo, Utah. At first, we didn't understand how these things were so corrupt and how it went to your local levels. Now we're starting to see how this is happening. Your local is no better off than your general or your government because they're all tied together with big money, big corporations in bed with your local politicians, in bed with some of these NGOs or non-governmental organizations or these organizations that are supposedly private or whatever you want to say, you've got this trifecta of money, uh, a conflict of interest, uh, of of back rubbing and uh, whatever you want to call it to the point where I don't know that we can even unwind this, Dr. Bradley. You know, there's an old Latin saying, it's qui bono, who benefits? And, uh, you know, you talk, it's kind of a, an ancient way of saying, follow the money. You know, who, who's going to get their what, whatever they're looking for out of this thing? Power, wealth, fame, uh, prestige, whatever. And, and this, this problem is a really, really big problem. Now, here's the, here's the issue. Um, as you point out, it's, it's pandemic, epidemic, it's uh, endemic. I mean, everything that's about it's this, it's embedded. It is. Now, here's the deal. Governor Little is set to be reelected by landslide. I mean, he's the popular Republican there in Idaho. Ammon is running for governor, too, as a uh, full disclosure kind of thing, as an independent. Unfortunately so, because he's still in the race. It's interesting to me, though, that the, uh, the Republican um, uh, Party in Idaho chaired by Dorothy Moon. I know Dorothy and her husband, Dar, personally fairly well, and uh, they're focused. And what happened was, when this this gay pride thing came out, uh, the Republican Party in, in Idaho put out a, uh, a call to the, to the uh, sponsors, a request that they de-sponsor the program. Now, what, what what happened there with that is is it was like, oh, man, the cat's out of the bag, you know. They're showing us the foxes watching the chickens, all that kind of stuff. And so some of the critically important sponsors began to pull their sponsorship. And they, this uh, pride movement decided, oh, we're going we're gonna to postpone this event. So they put out a, a piece, and it, they always spin it this way. The way they always spin it is, in order to make sure and assure the safety of our participants, we are, we are, there's no undertones of threats, and, and we're, uh, the big thing for us is safety. We're going to pull it. And so they always try and, you know, the leftist organizations always try and put a spin on things the, about how they're the good guys and everything like that. But I think that they hit birds flutter. These birds have been hit, and they're fluttering, and the feathers are flying. 
And, and so they're trying to make it sound like some radical, redneck, white power kind of group is potentially threatening them. I watched the videos taken by Defending Utah down at the, it was a, it was a drag queen show. And maybe we can talk about that for just a minute after the break, but uh, children were on the front row for uh, mock striptease things by these guys strutting their stuff on the stage. And I think that some of this is being exposed in Idaho. Liberty Roundtable live in second with Dr. Scott Bradley, freedomsrisingsun.com. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. U.S. consumer price inflation showed signs of moderating in August for the second straight month. Though the decrease was sporadic across sectors and it remains unclear whether the slowdown will continue. Gasoline prices fell in August, airfares dropped and used cars and hotels peaked, while rent increases also gave indications of slowing. We'll know more Tuesday when August consumer price index gets released by the government. Mossad Director David Barnia said at a counterterrorism conference Monday that the Israeli spy agency will continue its operations against Iran even if a nuclear deal is signed with the United States. The Israeli government is officially opposed to the U.S. return to a 2015 nuclear deal. New Zealand is dropping most pandemic restrictions. Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern announced Monday. These include the removal of government vaccine mandates on September 26th. International travelers will no longer be required to be vaccinated against COVID or submit results upon arrival. As questions swirl if President Biden will attempt a second term as President of the United States, Gloria Romero on Fox News is the former Democrat leader of the California State Senate. She says Vice President Kamala Harris needs to keep up the thought that Biden is running again. Because the longer that that people can believe that myth, the greater the opportunity is that no other contender like Newsom or Buttigieg or even Hillary Clinton might step into the fray. Ukrainian forces continued advancing into the Kharkiv region, northern, southern, and eastern flanks. Ukraine's military chief said on Sunday, Russia's forces responded by attacking infrastructure, including power stations, and causing widespread blackouts. Russian nationalists are calling on President Putin to make immediate changes after his troops retreated from most of the Kharkiv region. Lance Pry, USA Radio News. Paid for by GovMint.com. Have you heard? The United States Mint has issued the Morgan Silver Dollar for the first time in 100 years. Not only that, but they are also minted in 99.9% pure silver for the first time ever in history. Coin experts are calling this an amazing opportunity for anyone that knows the enduring popularity of Morgans. But you must hurry. Only 175,000 legal tender silver dollars were issued. These Morgan Silver Dollars are brand new, bright and shiny legal tender coins minted by the iconic Philadelphia Mint. Just call one. 1-800-888-7630 and you are guaranteed a new 99.9% pure silver Morgan dollar. The first time in history this has happened. But with limited quantities you must call now to order. To learn more, call 1-800-888-7630. If you order now, you will receive a free collector bonus, a $25 value free with every order. Call 1-800-888-7630 now to secure your new Morgan silver dollars before they are gone. That's 1-800-888-7630.
with news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, says God, biblically, if you will. Dr. Bradley, I couldn't highlight this more when these people run around and and perform and do all these sexual things. I don't understand how these conservatives can sit there and act like it's no big deal. Have they lost their senses? Have they lost all knowledge about God's plan and his uh, his, um, prohibition on, on sexual behavior and his guidance for safety and stability for traditional families? That's one of the reasons I hate the uh, terms liberal and conservative. They've been co-opted, supposedly, oh, you're a Republican, you're a conservative, or whatever. And uh, if people have not figured that dynamic out yet, uh, people in Utah run under the R because that's the only way they can win. Uh, People in Pennsylvania run be under the D. I mean, it's a game. It's a it's a name game, and and what's happening here is an exposure. You know, there's been some uh, terms about they get so close to the finish line they have to run naked to the finish line because there's no other cover for them. And and what's happening right now, these individuals are showing their true colors. And and if in fact uh, people would go look at this defending Utah. Uh, piece that was put out. Um, uh, these uh, what now? What the, the the what they covered was not just the pride celebrations, so-called homosexual thing. They did a a drag queen uh, show. Expose. I don't know what else to call it. Expose. Yeah, but the thing was, the people that were on stage were a bunch of guys dressed up in in uh, skimpy outfits and uh, trench coats and. And again, prancing all over the stage with gyrations and and basically uh, sexually uh, provocative moves, and the little children—they put the little children right up against the stage to watch. Holy cow, people! Are we thinking? And all of this sexualization. There was a great effort, at, an attempt by many people that were involved with this uh, drag show to keep filming from happening there. Their excuse is always, we can't have anybody showing little children's faces. Well, the idea was, (laughs) you need to understand, they're playing this to the little children. They're sexualizing these little children. They should never be exposed to these adult kinds of things. And and honestly, it's a travesty what is happening. Now, again, I think that was instrumental in helping people like Dorothy Moon, the Republican chair in in, uh, Boise, or Idaho anyway, to put out this thing as a Republican request to the donors to withdraw that. Now, whether this will have anything to do with defeating Brad Little in the November election, I don't know. I mean, people are so completely complacent. They become complicit by their complacency, where they facilitate the destruction of the world because they're unwilling to even look at what's going on right now. But maybe it'll help defeat him. I don't know. It would be strange if Ammon ended up winning. It's almost to where you don't even know how to respond to this, ladies and gentlemen. How have we, how have we allowed this to happen? Look, Provo, Utah is supposed to be one of the most conservative cities in one of the most conservative counties where I live, Utah County, in the country. It's predominantly, overwhelmingly Republican. 
The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, which has a very strict moral code, is the predominant religion. Uh, the school is supposedly one of the most stone-cold sober schools in the country. In other words, it's known as the non-party school. But folks, Provo Pride is taking over. Now listen, they say we are the Provo Pride Council, a nonprofit corporation organized to act as a community resource. Yeah. Now think about that. That's why I said NGOs, non-government organizations, are private. Okay? They're promoting this. Okay? They literally have people wearing angel wings that are pro-pride. All right? This is insane. Sam, Sam the problem is, is not what they're wearing. It's what they're not wearing. Well, that's true I mean, come for on. sure. <laughs> come on. Okay. So. Now... The Provo's Gay Pride Festival, um, I don't even know how to respond to this. How do they let this happen? And I don't see anybody really speaking out much against it. Do you, Dr. Bradley? Well, no. And, and, again, the absurdity of, of Utah's entire congressional delegation, every four, every one of the four members of our House of Representatives that at the general level, the federal level, Voted in favor of this respect for marriage, H.R. 8404. We talked about this, I think it was last Friday, where, where they're canonizing the, uh, the same-sex marriage thing in federal code, and federal uh, lawyers and federal courts will protect that if, in fact, uh, same-sex marriage gets overturned ultimately because of the foolish rulings of the Supreme Court the last few years, the last nine, ten years. And, and what, what we see is Republicans, again, anybody that thinks that that flag they're waving stands for what America really is needs to do another look. It's principles that need to be stood for. I don't care what color anybody is or, or what their ethnic origins or what their religion is, anything like that. I judge the principles, whether or not they uphold and sustain what this great nation was founded on, and honestly, uh, the people are going to go, oh, no, that Bradley guy, he, he's, uh, he's against all of the things that we're for because the founding fathers were bigoted whatevers. No, the principles of Republican form of government, it has nothing to do with the Republican Party. Hopefully and thankfully your audience probably all understands that. It has to do with a representative government that is limited and bounded by the constitutional gates that are put up and unless and until we go back to that we're going to continue to see this kind of bizarre behavior and with governor little and his cronies in idaho i mean you say oh go woke go broke how are you going to get rid of the power company and and the their uh commerce organizations that are there that have they go around and they say oh we're a good lobbying force to help do good government for business no what they're what they're fostering has been captured well, and these big the corporations society. get all kinds of special tax breaks to be in your community in the first place. They get special privilege. The lever of government is pulled their direction uh, in, the, uh, in the favor of the few at the expense of the many. And that's where the dollars come from. They say, hey, we get a big old tax break. You save us a ton of money. We'll make sure we pay it back in your favorite causes. Thus, uh, Brad Little, favorite causes, same-sex marriage, pro-lesbian, gay, pride, whatever. Now the money's pouring in for that. Then Brad Little pulls down... Uh, COVID funds and passes it out to the groups and et cetera 
Um, this thing is just ripe with filthy lucre. Uh, but it shocks me that right in the heart of Provo, Utah, the most one of the most conservative cities uh, in the nation, and see, they had their first pride parade in 2013. Uh, and now they're on their fifth pride parade they just had. Think about that. They've had five of them already. And they're gaining clout, gaining support. People had their little children there to see this perversion. And, and it's celebrated and well attended, right? I mean, how many people attended this thing? But I don't see anywhere. I'm looking on the Internet the best I can. I don't see anywhere somebody uh, calling a halt to this or blowing the whistle or showing uh, dismay or concern at all, right? We're going to have to root out the uh, politicians that think that uh, uh, their tolerance. See, they wear these virtue signaling things. The, the mask is not the only virtue signaling kind of uh, iconic thing that we use today. I mean, they, they do these, uh, oh, I'm black, black Lives Matter or uh, the pride flag or, or the idea that uh, they're going to be more green than somebody else. All of these things are non-sustainable. If you stop and think about it, you know, you talk about sustainability, nothing that they're doing in this can be sustained. If all of the industry in the world went woke, uh, they all started, uh, you know, going for electric cars like California or for uh, uh, same-sex marriage. I mean, who's going who's gonna to propagate the race? Who's going to buy all of their products that they're saying you got to buy? I mean, we're going to be a dying people. I mean... You talk about natural selection and and uh, uh, going extinct. I mean, the people are trying to do whatever they can. It seems to destroy everything. Virtuous, lovely, of good report, and praiseworthy. And they're doing it in the name of tolerance. And, uh, well, we've got to love everybody. You can love anybody you want. I don't care. But don't make it the policy that destroys liberty and, and what is natural for God's children to do upon this face of this earth that he created for us. It's just bizarre to me. And and, and we continue down this path. We're going to find out we're on a non-sustainable extinction, extinction path. They had well over 70 booths at the event, ladies and gentlemen. And they say the numbers of participants are not readily available, but in the past they've had more than 5,000 attendees. Hang tight. Liberty Roundtable live in seconds. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. I think that my family has always had a big influence on me for not smoking because since I was little I was taught that smoking was wrong. Recent studies indicate that smoking among teens often leads to the use of alcohol and other drugs. I think having faith in God is a big part in it because the way I was raised has helped to avoid smoking. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. 
Come celebrate the supreme law of the land at Loving Liberty's Constitution Day Dinner. Have you ever asked yourself, what's so great about America? Find out with guest speakers Lawrence Reed from Atlanta and Jeff Uch from Tucson, Arizona. We will also be introducing our new podcast, Ask an Immigrant. Join us Saturday, September 17th at 7 p.m. Located at Liberty Hall, 3677 North 2000 West, Far West, Utah. Get your tickets today at lovingliberty.net. That's lovingliberty.net. Have you ever had great honey? No, I mean really good, all-natural, raw honey? Well, now you can, thanks to localhoneyman.com. We can ship out our locally made honey all across the U.S. So don't worry, you won't miss out. Plus, Local Honey Man has so many different flavors, like Utah Wildflower, High Desert Delight, Happy Valley, and Blackberry, just to name a few. So purchase your delicious raw honey today at localhoneyman.com. gentlemen if you stay to the provo pride festival you will be shocked at the sponsors ladies and gentlemen zion's bank is one of the sponsors think about that it's on the utah county historic courthouse grounds is where it takes place they want you to become a sponsor become a vendor become a volunteer okay think about that by the way this zion's is scary bank is- Zion's Bank was a major sponsor in, in uh, Idaho also. And I think they've withdrawn their sponsorship in the Idaho thing. I mean, it's like you look at what they sponsor. Illegal immigration basically is high on their agenda. It would seem, based on the way they, they handle their uh, banking things with helping people that have come here illegally get banking. It, it's just bizarre to me. Uh, go woke, go broke. But nobody knows about it. I mean, uh, maybe somebody's starting to recognize what Disney's doing, and Disney maybe is is hemorrhaging in, in their financial side. I don't know for sure, but they ought to be. The, the, the good Americans that care about their kids, for example, and their uh, grooming stuff that goes on. I, I had some grandkids that saw one of the uh, new Disney things the other day, and they said, holy cow, you got to be kidding me. The undertone that was there for the, the gayness of it was, was just bizarre to them. And, of course, maybe my kids and grandkids are a little more awake than some of the uh, others might be that go to these things. But it's, it's cutesy, and it's acceptable. And, uh, well, this, uh, holy and cow. Disney is off the rails, ladies and gentlemen, on so many fronts, it's not even funny. <laughs> but the latest <laughs> one literally takes the cake, folks. The latest Disney deal is it says this. Disney and FSX um, air a new demonic series called Little Demon. Now, I don't know if you know about this, Dr. Bradley, uh, but the American Family Association's um, literally uh, putting together a petition, ask people to sign uh, off against this. But they literally have a Little Demon um, movie now, I guess. It's an animated sitcom series. Satan and in, was the father. And in, this, and in this thing, you got Satan as the father. Yeah. And uh, th- th- this mother. So I guess a mortal mother and a... What a uh, anyway, so 13 years after being impregnated by Satan, uh, I guess the woman and her daughter try to live an ordinary life. Ordinary. The show makes light 
of the hell and dangers of demonic realm, the commercials literally are having a hard time with it because it's just evil, even in the commercials. So disturbing is the new show. Congressman Mike Johnson and others are absolutely freaking out about this. But again, I don't see that there's really any outcry. I mean, I see it in my email because I'm a follower and involved with uh, the American Family Association. Uh, but I don't really see anybody speaking out much about this. Do you? Well, I don't. Not really. And, and it's, no, I mean, it's, it's just kind of ho-hum. I mean, that's kind of the way society is now. And, and, uh, and it's interesting even if you go to Snopes. I mean, you know, these big tech companies that give cover to everything. If you look at it and say, hey, is this really about Satan and the Antichrist? And the, the company says, yeah, it's true. Uh, but nobody gives a hang. It is so astounding to me. I mean, again, go woke, go broke. If people would start putting their money where their mouth was. And, and I think really and truly, I mean, it's these big, uh, I don't remember if we talked about this much at all, but I think maybe last Friday we talked about the big Super Bowl uh, ads that are coming up. And, and so much of that plays to this stuff. And, of course, the Super Bowl, I think, usually is played on the Sabbath, isn't it? Anyway, um, the idea that, that we're going to go to, uh, oh, yeah, but it's, it's only one Sunday a year. You've watched all the, others, the other ball games on Sunday, too, you clown. I mean, not you, Sam, but the, whoever's saying that. The fact of the matter is that we blink, we wink, and we nod. We go right off to sleep again, and we don't seem to care. It is absolutely bizarre to me. And, and it, somebody, somewhere, it, it's the frog in the hot water kind of thing. I mean, I don't know how to put it to get people's attention to say we have got to start living as we think God would have us live. And, uh, and, and basically, I, I think God's a pretty loving God. God wants the best for us. The commandments are to help us be happier. They're not to make us sad or mad or constrain us. All of those kinds of things are guideposts to help us get to the to the joy that he offers to us. And the, the people that put a spin on this thing is, oh, yeah, gods are restrictive and hateful and angry and blah, blah, blah. I don't see that at all. I see uh, God being sad and disappointed to the way we're going. This land is to be a land of liberty. It was established as such with, I believe, Jesus Christ is the God of this land. And I believe that if we get to the point as a people that we have offended God to the point, uh, you know, you talk about the wrath of God, <laughs> I don't know when it will come down on us, but we can't continue along this Sodom and Gomorrah path and think we're going we're gonna to have the endorsement of God. How can he smile on us? How can he be pleased with us? And, and yet we, we continue down that path. And, and uh, there's, there's a lot of good people, a lot of good religious people. And we've talked about how I've traveled this country from when I was a teenager and fell in love with the people in the country and the, the principles of the country. And so there's much goodness here. And I have always had trust that that's going to prevail. But far too often, this when, when Disney, when the Super Bowl, when BYU, Brigham Young University, this r supposedly religious school, facilitates the destruction of the moral character in the very community that they're centered in, they're a big footprint. They're a big footprint in Provo, Utah. 
And for them to, again, I... Well, they're I, a big footprint in the nation, too, because remember, they lead the stone-cold sober. They lead the non-party schools. Okay, they, they uh, are supposedly a light on a hill to set the standard of, you know, Harvard and, and all these other groups of the, the you, know, you know, whatever, um, perversions. But, you know, Brigham Young University and Notre Dame and some of these other religious schools are supposed to be uh, leadership. Now, I get it. We can be kind to those people who believe differently than us, but we don't need to embrace their antics by any stretch of the imagination, doctor. And this is what they're doing. They're literally promoting it. As far as I can see, I look all over the Internet and I don't really see a word against it. Even their Daily Universe newspaper, you know, says, hey, there's a safe haven for gay and lesbians and bisexuals and transgenders right here in Provo, Utah. They don't have any negative to say about it. They're all in leadership at Brigham Young University and alumni and all kinds of people. Uh, This is a disgrace, doctor. You know, uh, one of the things Defending Utah did with with their piece they did on this was they did a walkthrough in the sociology department of Brigham Young University, and they showed a lot of professors' doors with all of the the gay pride rainbow flag, all that kind of stuff there, the Black Lives Matter things. I don't know all the nuance to symbols that they had on everything, but they were all a safe haven, virtually all, for those that that wanted to believe like that. The More whole than a safe haven, though. Hold on. If you're an alumni and you put that up and promote this, you're promoting it with the dollars that you're paid. In other words, you're there because you're paid to teach or to whatever you do. Uh, and then if you're promoting this, you're literally virtually in a roundabout way getting um, paid to promote this and endorse this, right? You know, when George Washington, his first inaugural address, he talked about the basis of his... Uh, administration would be public and private morality and and you know you say well are they really different well you know what you can't do in private and be something in public I mean you look at Bill Clinton you know Bill Clinton and his little facade of a fling with with the uh, uh, intern and, and that was a private everything but the man is a moral scumbag and uh, and I mean his Jeffrey Epstein connections and I mean it's it's everywhere Prince Andrew the Queen's son he's a what sixth or seventh from the crown and Jeffrey Epstein this stuff is epidemic pandemic endemic it's universal and 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 George Washington's go read his inaugural address again go read his farewell address this idea of public and private morality is absolutely essential for a nation to be free and happy. It's the basis of us. If we're not a moral people, in fact, uh, Montesquieu, one of the founding fathers' mentors, if you will, Montesquieu wrote about all the different kinds of uh, government and republics, is which the United States was founded as, and we've long since fallen from that plateau. But uh, he said that if women lose their virtue, the country will lose its constitution. And... They can't even define a woman anymore, you know. But but Montesquieu's position... Well, the I mean, hand that not, rocks not, the cradle rules the world is the reality. That, that's said, the right? thing, and that's what his point was, was that, that, you know, the moms are home. They're teaching the little children at their knee. And if the mother has lost her virtue, wh- wh- where is the safe haven to raise another generation? And uh, th- th- he says the outcome will be that the nation will lose its constitution. It's It's astounding to me. And, uh, you know, we, we just need to wake up, people. 
And I, I'm pretty confident that most of your listeners are, are probably sitting there saying, I do this. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. And I bet they are. I bet they are. I bet they're good people. I, I think we need to make popular that which is sound and good and unpopular that which is unsound. We need to restore the basis and foundation that made this the greatest, freest, strongest, most happy, most prosperous nation on earth. And that does not happen by moral turpitude, by tawdry shows that, that they try and titillate and bring in people to, to somehow to, to show their baser uh, And we used character. to talk about the moral majority, but I'm not sure we have that anymore. At well, least not I pray we stand do. for anything. I pray we, yeah, standing for it is the issue. All right, they've we got more friends. Pray goers in Provo, Utah, than we can even get to hear a, a speech on liberty by far. Well, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. I, sadly, um, and, and really, um, and we don't need, we don't have the time anyway either to discuss thoroughly, but uh, 30 years ago, we were able to get thousands of people together almost at the drop of a hat for the cause of liberty. And uh, and it's to the point that if you get 30 or 40 together, it's kind of surprising. Um, it, it really has fallen off a slippery slope. And, and it's happening at every level, as you point out. It's the, the, the general government level, the national government, if you will. It's at the state government. It's at the, at the county. It's at the local, the municipality. And, and the astonishing thing about it is everybody is selling their soul for that which doth canker. And, and there's a lot of things. I mean, licentiousness and, and uh, immorality and wealth, power, fame, uh, whatever people are seeking. I mean, you know, you, you talk about the different ways that we're selling our souls, but it's happening for a few paltry cents or pence or whatever, you want, whatever money supply you're on. We're selling our souls for a very cheap price. Roger that. Dr. Bradley, thank you so much for your commentary and for your stand for the sacred cause of liberty and righteousness. We will continue to do so on this program, ladies and gentlemen. We pray and hope for liberty. The only way to have true liberty is to turn to God Almighty and repent and start to hold the values that God teaches us. God save the republic. Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman, live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I was refused to use continues now. This is the broadcast for September the twelfth of the year of our Lord two thousand and twenty-two. This is our two of two. And the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country and to do so in the traditions of our founding fathers. Without further ado, Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org, RonPaulInstitute.org. Welcome back, sir. Good to be back, Sam. Welcome home. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sir, and welcome 
to the broadcast. There's so much to cover, so little time to cover it in. Um, let's talk about the U.S. Representative, Louis Gohmert, and what he just did. It's worthy of our discussion, Lol. Well, this is a fun story because he recognized the contributions of Dr. Simone Gold, who, um, as many of our listeners will recognize, uh, founded the, uh, the, the America's Frontline Doctors. Now, Gold was, it, it has been in the news most recently because uh, she was uh, you know, guilty of some of, of some misdemeanor, she was in the Capitol. She gave a speech. She entered the Capitol on January 6th and gave a speech. And uh, she is one of the ones who has been prosecuted and uh, convicted of this uh, this, uh, this terrible crime of, of uh, speaking to her fellow citizens inside the Capitol on January 6th. And so she was sentenced to 60 days in jail. Uh, there was also a fine of, of almost $10,000 assessed and several other things, probation for a year, stuff like that. And she was recently released, just Friday, just uh, three days ago, Friday. Uh, she was released from jail. It wasn't the full 60 days because of good behavior and also for previous time served. But uh, I, I, I think this is so cool. Gomer gave her a flag, which had been flown over the Capitol, and honored her, quote, invaluable work and contributions to public health medical freedom, and our God-given constitutional rights, end quote. Um, he also went on to say, Sam, this. He said, quote, in the early days of the COVID-19 uh, pandemic, Dr. Gold exposed the world to life-saving early treatment options that undoubtedly saved many lives. Tragically, her sound medical advice was viciously attacked and suppressed by a corrupt media captured by pharmaceutical companies with a clear financial agenda. After having her name and reputation shamefully dragged through the mud, the Biden administration's DOJ threw her in prison for peacefully walking into the U.S. Capitol on January 6th and delivering a speech, <clears throat> end of quote. So this is noteworthy for at least a couple of reasons, Sam. I'm just fiercely proud of Dr. Simone Gold for standing up and speaking truth in an era two years ago, basically two and a half years ago, when when all the mainstream media, all of government, all of the, the, the social stream of consciousness was against her, she courageously stood up and spoke the truth, just like you know, so many others, Peter McCullough and Robert Malone and, and uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. and, and uh, uh, Dale Bigtree and so many, many others. She spoke the truth. So it's noteworthy for that. She, you know, she can wear this prison sentence as a, as a badge of honor for, for having, you know, done the right thing in spite of the punishment that she took for doing the right thing. And number two, the second reason why I believe this is noteworthy, Sam, is because uh, U.S. Representative Louis Gomer from, uh, from Texas, you know, said what he did and, and honored Dr. Gold for what she did. And, you know, that takes a lot of guts. This, this Gomer, I don't know. I've never met Louis Gomer, but he sounds I've like. I've actually met Louis in person, believe it or not. That is so cool. He sounds like he has 
a backbone. You know. Now I'll give you, you know, a, a quick thirty <laughs> second on this. I went to Congress sure. uh, with the CSPOA and many others, and we went to Congress and we knocked on people's doors at the House and the Senate for literally a couple of days, and I talked to tons of congressional staffers. Believe it or not, though, um, when I went to Louis Gohmert's office, uh, just like every other office, they were about to turn us away when we said, hey, is Louis here? Uh, And they almost ignored us. But then what happened is when they found out who we were, they said, hold on. And they got him for us. Interesting story, Lowell. That's right. Now, I remember I was back there with with you, Sam, visiting offices and – uh, and so I know the, the drill that we went through, almost never did we see the actual uh, member of Congress. <laughs> but I'm delighted to learn. I had forgotten that you actually got to visit with, with uh, him. I don't know how to say his name. Goo, Gumart, Gumart. I'm just looking it up. Apparently, you say his name, Gumart, Gumart, Gumart. Anyway, uh, wonderful man. He must have a backbone, which is so rare to find in Congress. He reminds me of the Ron Paulian type of backbone for him to stand up and 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 uh, do what he did and to honor Dr. Gold the way he did. This was just last Friday, and so I'm sure he'll catch some flack for that. But uh, I, I'm just intensely proud that, of what he did. Now, the the last uh, line on this, uh, Sam, is that over 800 people have been charged with federal crime over the January 6th incident. Um, so far, uh, 200 of them have been sentenced, uh, 300 of them have pled guilty, and uh, that means they still have another 500 to go, and it's almost a year since um, since this happened, and probably they're still languishing in prison um, because of that, Sam. I'm just glad Dr. Gold got out okay, didn't get hurt. Yes, great stuff. Louis Gomert is a wonderful uh, gentleman, in my opinion. He literally is willing to meet with people in person where others are not. It, it was quite impressive, to say the least. All right, cool. moving on, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, they want to, uh, what, create a new Utah flag? What the <laughs> heck for, Lowell? <laughs> that's, what, that's what I was asking. Why would anyone want a, a new Utah flag? Well, you know, as I looked through the materials last night, I actually went to a couple of different websites, and what what they, you know, an overriding principle, according to them, is it needs to be simple. It needs to be, I mean, so simple, like just have one or two symbols and maybe one or two colors and a nice geometric design. I mean, I looked at these flag designs, and I, I didn't like any single, any, any of them. I didn't like any of them, and so in I just um, because none of them spoke to the the values that are, are, are held commonly by the people of Utah. I mean, I think about our current flag. It's you've got the golden eagle up there with arrows in his in his clutches, and to me that that bespeaks the cause of liberty, the cause of individual freedom. And then the beehive talks about the industrious character of the, the, the pioneers who came to Utah, their moral courage, their moral fiber, and, um, and, and the rich pioneer heritage, right? That is the hallmark of the people of Utah. Well, not a single one. Well, I guess in some respects, the new flag designs, they did have a beehive on half a dozen of them, so that was nice. Um, and some of them had stars, so that was nice. But... 
but they just don't carry the same weight as the current flag, Sam. And so I, I panned every single one of the, the new flag designs and said, I don't like it because, you know, for these reasons. And um, I, I, I'm just so disappointed that our, uh, our public servants here in Utah would think that we need a new flag here in the state of Utah. Now, people who in Utah that share my concern, if you go to flag.utah.gov, uh, then you can weigh in with your opinions about the new flag designs too. That website again is flag.utah.gov. And uh, so, Sam, bottom line is, I just don't know why in the world anybody would want to move away from our current flag, which is just you know dripping with the weight of you know the, the the value of of liberty and individual freedom and the moral fiber the industrious character of of our people the rich pioneer heritage that we have why we would move away from that to these vacuous um redesigns that that say so very little if anything at all about our rich heritage sam well oh by the way let me just throw in here i think it's that this, this redesign is part of the move of the global elite. See, they want us to forget our history. That's why they're destroying monuments around the, the, the country. Uh, that's why they're, they changed the name of Dixie University, probably, because they want us to forget our history so that within a generation, our youngsters will grow up and without, uh, without any sense of their own heritage. Because if they can remake, if, if they can make us forget our history, Sam, then they can more easily remake us into the slaves that they want us to be going forward, uh, in, you know, in the future. Sam, that's what I think they're doing. Ladies and gentlemen, this is just insane. Lowell, what do we do about this? Is there anything we can do? Uh, talk to our legislators. They have the final say on the on the name change on Dixie University, and sadly, a majority of them voted to change the name of Dixie University to something else. And um, it'll be the very same with the flag, Sam. So we got to contact our legislators and say, no way on the flag redesign. Ladies and gentlemen, what it does is divorce us from our heritage and our history. And every time we lose a bit of history, we think it's for a good cause, but the reality is we'll be divorced from everything that matters and everything we hold dear if we're not very careful and stand up in the culture war. Lowell Nelson and Sam Bushman in seconds on your radio. Do you radio. treasure your liberty? Well, at LovingLiberty.net, we most certainly do. And we want to help protect your liberty, too. Become part of the family. Everyone knows that the core of any society is the family. Therefore, the government should foster and protect the integrity of its family. We the people. Won't you join us as a Loving Liberty sponsor to help us promote the principles in the 5,000-year leap? Let's restore the miracle that changed the world at LovingLiberty.net. As you are aware, America is divided over every fault line possible. This is intentionally fostered by those who do not love God, family, or country. We believe a peaceful future as a free people absolutely depends on civility. Clarion Call for Civility is looking for funding and volunteers at every level to make our hopes and efforts a reality. Please donate, sign our pledge, and help us in our sacred cause. Please visit callforcivility.com for more details. Callforcivility.com. Isn't this great? 
Just the two of us. No work, no interruptions, no phone, no TV. Finally, we have a chance to just talk. I mean, how long has it been? Well, first of all, we should talk about your schedule. There are a few things that could use some adjusting, but overall, I think it's going all right. Basically, I, I think we're doing a pretty good job of communicating, which is good. You're doing a really good job of letting me know how you feel about things. I just, I, I want to keep the, the lines open, if you know what I mean. Jerry? It's four o'clock in the morning. What are you doing? Oh, I was, <laughs> I was just giving Emily a bottle. Who are you talking to? Emily. She's only three weeks old, and she's asleep. I know. I was just practicing. Family, isn't it about time? Isn't this great? Just the three of us. No work, no interruptions, no phone. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org, riding shotgun on the broadcast today. Um, you know, every Saturday I have Chris Carlson on the radio with me. And he says, without God, we can never win. With God, we can never lose. The battle for, the Lord, the battle for liberty is the Lord's, but we need to be on his side and engaged in the fight. And we talked about um, last Saturday, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Uh, we talked about the pride cycle, ladies and gentlemen. Righteousness, blessings, prosperity, right? Pride, sin, pain, humility, repentance. We talked about all that in the details, ladies and gentlemen. And we've got a personality cult surrounding a lot of our leaders today, whether it be Trump, whether it be Barack Obama. We always believe people are going to save us, right? Um, it is a disgrace. And I bring all that up um, because is Trump good, honest, and wise? Are your leaders good, honest, and wise? And the answer clearly over and over and over is no. But the reason that I bring all this up, Lowell, in light of this flag discussion, which will be, this is kind of the last point on the flag discussion. You know, we're losing knowledge faster than we're gaining it in the culture war. We're getting rid of all of the old symbols. I get that some of the symbols have some negatives to them. Okay, I get that, you know, hey, we don't want racism. I get that we were, we wronged the uh, Native Americans or whatever, the Indians. We wronged uh, the members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, the Mormons. We've wronged blacks and others over the years. We've wronged a lot of people. But what happens when we jettison this history? Um, you know what? This lack of knowledge relates to God, relates to family relates to country you start changing the flag and then you start not referencing the beehive state or the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints founding of this state uh you know in, in some of this history before you know it you know what we will have the lack of knowledge like you wouldn't believe it is a serious concern lol this isn't just an opinion on a flag people need to understand that this is not just whether you like the new flag designs or not this is a well, fundamental distinction about history right it is, and in fact, when you visit the website, flag.utah.gov, they will give you uh, the principles on which these redesigns are based. And so, in other words, they're predisposing you to vote for the flag, you know, one or more of the flag redesigns so that they can then later say that, you know, the population overwhelmingly supports this redesign, whatever. But they, they 
they are predisposing you by, they're talking about a flag, it needs to be simple. They talk about the geometric designs, and they talk about the colors, they need to be simple. And so if you buy that, then, and then walk through their survey, you'll end up choosing one of their flags, you know, one of their redesigns. And, and, and so it, it's all very subtle. In other words, the presupposition is we're already changing the flag. You get to be part of which one? Exactly. Okay, that's the lie, folks. We don't have to change. We don't have to jettison all vestiges of our history. Remember, our history ties us to our heritage. Our heritage is vital to understand as we make decisions going forward, Lowell. And and, um, you're you're exactly right. And, and, And it used to be before the woke culture of the last, decade or two it used to be that people would say let us never forget right i mean that's what the the jews said about uh their treatment in nazi germany they said let us never forget and then of course 9-11 came along you can think about it and they say let us never forget and and yet the the monuments to to robert e lee uh for example and to jefferson davis uh and so forth that they've been tearing down that's exactly opposite of what we've always said, right? Let us never forget. And, and so if we tear down these monuments and we change the names and as we, we uh, toss one flag in, you know, uh, that, that is rich in cultural heritage and deep in meaning, if we toss that onto the garbage bin of history, then we will not remember. In, in other words, that's the opposite of, of forgetting. We will forget these important symbols and where we came from if we, and, and if we do forget then we are doomed to repeat the mistakes of the past king mosiah said this uh, oh remember remember my son right he said remember that word remember is used dozens and dozens of times uh, at times in the book of mormon which is the book of scripture uh, that is prized by members of the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints but that book of scripture talks about remembering over and over. And I think if the framers, if the founders had anything to say about this today, Sam, they would echo that very same sentiment. They would say, remember who you are. Remember what got you to where you are today. Learn from your mistakes, but go forward with faith, with courage, with truth, and um and, 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 and stay free, right? I mean, let me give you some examples to make the point. The Utah flag has on it the bald eagle, right? Yeah. All right, folks, that is the national bird of the United States. It symbolizes that we want to be part of the United States, that we don't want to secede, that we believe in the supreme law of the land and the U.S. Constitution, okay? It's important to understand Even after the Mormons were brutally removed from the land, they still came back and said, look, we want the eagle symbolizing that we believe in the supreme law, the Constitution. The eagle symbolizes protection in peace and war. Then you got the seagull lily. That's the state flower of Utah. That represents peace. It also represents the state motto, industry. The beehive represents progress and hard work okay we jettison these things and what do we got in its place lol yeah a vacuous piece of cloth with some nice colors and some simple symbols on it saying nothing about 
our grand history, Sam. Now listen, they had 5,703 designs submitted, and they've already narrowed it down to 20. Okay, mm-hmm. this is psychotic. What do the top 20 have on them? Not much. Uh, like I said, vacuous symbols. Um, some of them have the beehive. That's nice. Some of them have stars. That's nice. Some of them have the rich blue, the deep blue, and the whites. I mean, the nice colors. I'm not saying they're. I mean, I'm not saying they're 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 bad um, aesthetically. I think they're pretty, sure, but they don't carry the same weight as you know as meaning that our current flag does. All right, folks, let's be very clear. What is the value in redesigning the Utah State flag of all the things we can be working on? What is the value? Right? I don't really get the agenda except to divorce us from our history. My dear Americans, please do not let it happen. Okay? Please do not. Let it happen. We need to focus on more weighty matters such as this. Education department, which should have been abolished. The Republicans have promised it for decades. But it's education department, Title IX rule change proposal. We cannot let them do this either, Lowell. This is very concerning, Sam. The Biden administration has declared its intent to go around Congress and to change the rules concerning Title IX, and which everybody should know is the federal law that bans discrimination based on sex, um, you know, discrimination in, in education, right? They want to change the rule. They, I guess they want to so-called clarify <laughs> the rule in Title IX to now cover sexual orientation and gender identity. Right. So what this will do, it'll endorse gender identity ideology in all K through 12 public schools, colleges and universities as a federal mandate. You know, anybody, any school that accepts accepts Title IX money, basically, it'll it'll affect them with devastating impact on parental rights, children's health, girls' privacy and sports opportunities. And today. And the reason I threw this in was, is because today is the very last day people can provide public comment on the proposal. Well, so last night, Sam, I visited the website, and, and it provided a link to what it said were 184,000 public comments. Well, I clicked the link. I found myself on a web page, web page one of 53,000 web pages, and web page one had 25 comments on it. <laughs> These were dated July 20th and July 21st comments. Well, if if there are 53,000 pages, with each with 25 comments, then you've got over a million comments on this one regulation, all between July, the middle of July, and now. And um, and so I dug a little deeper into this, and uh, I will have a few more details on this uh, after we get back from the break, Sam. But it will knock your socks off. Title IX will absolutely be disaster. It's already a disaster, but the changes will just take us off the cliff like lemmings. Liberty Roundtable Live in seconds. Pursuing liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio.
USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Russian nationalists are angry at President Vladimir Putin and demand he make immediate changes to ensure ultimate victory in the Ukraine war a day after Moscow was forced to abandon its main force in northeastern Ukraine. The swift fall of the Kharkiv province was Russia's worst military defeat since its troops were forced back from the Ukrainian capital, Kiev. Former New York Republican Congressman Pete King on Newsmax Sunday looks back on 9-11. I heard on the car radio that uh, there had been a small plane crashing into the World Trade Center. I didn't think that much of it, but then as more reports come in, I was thinking, oh, my wife was supposed to be on the plane, supposed to leave around 9 o'clock, so I'm calling the airlines. They wouldn't give any information. And when they don't give information, it's in such a way we can't tell you the bad news. Mr. King's wife was fine as her plane never took off. A month after losing a nearly $50 million verdict, Alex Jones is set to go on trial for a second time in Connecticut for calling Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting a hoax and a claim he caused several of the victims' families emotional and psychological harm. Jones also faces a third trial in another pending lawsuit by Sandy Hook parents in Texas. President Biden speaking at a 9-11 ceremony at the Pentagon Sunday. To all the families and loved ones who still feel the ache of that missing piece of your soul, I'm honored to be here with you once more to share this solemn rite of remembrance and reflect on all that was lost in the fire and ash on that terrible September morning. More information on the status of our economy comes out Tuesday when August's Consumer Price Index gets released by the government. USA Radio News. Do you have three ex-wives and your current trophy wife wants a life insurance policy three times the size of the policies you had to purchase for your previous mistakes? If so, you need to call Big Lou at Term Provider, 800-568-2790. Big Lou is intimately familiar with your problems. And if you're 50 or 60 years old and in reasonably good health, a $1 million policy should only cost about 100 to $200 per month. Big Lou may have a solution for your previous policies as well. You may even save enough money to lighten the load on your new $1 million policy. Remember, call Big Lou. He's like you, except he's only on number two. Call Term Provider at 800-568-2790. That's 800-568-2790. For a million dollars in term life insurance that you can live with, call Big Lou at 800-568-2790. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about the Education Title IX rule change proposal. It's absolutely bogus, ladies and gentlemen. This rule change will endorse gender identity ideology. It's insane. It'll be through all K-12 schools and public schools through colleges and universities as a, quote, federal mandate with devastating effects on parental rights, children's health, not to mention girls' privacy relating to sports opportunities, etc., etc. I could go on forever. Ladies and gentlemen, states should not be adhering to Title IX at all because the states did not invest or vest in the general government authority for this at all. So the problem is that, hey, why if the states didn't give authorization and or a mandate for this, 
In other words, there's no constitutional provisions for the education department at all, much less the rule change. Um, why would they then take this government money? See, states need to be wise and get out of this thing. Hey, they got to shut this down. They should not accept any forced regulations tied with money. It's the carrot and the stick reality check. It is disaster, Lowell. Um, I posted my own comments last night, uh, and basically my, my argument is this. It seems to me Title IX was enacted to separate boys and girls so that girls could compete athletically against other girls. And, and so boys could compete against boys. But, see, when I was a kid, Sam, the, um, uh, um, uh, the like girls' basketball, there were six uh, girls on the floor at a time. There were two in the forecourt, two in the backcourt, and then two could go uh, on, on the whole court. They could go in between. And, see, there was a time when, when girls weren't allowed to compete even to play sports much at all. And, and so this was their first foray into basketball was when they, they allowed, you know, a couple girls to just play in one half of the court, the other two in the other half, and then two really, you know, athletic girls, they could go between because they were tough enough, you know. Well, look at where people are, where, look at where they are today. I mean, they're, they're competing at a very high level, college and professionally, on the basketball court and in other sports you know, soccer and softball and, and all those. And so, you know, I think I, 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 I'm glad that, that women's sports has become so popular and so common, you know, since Title IX was enacted. But I don't think that states should um, be subservient to a federal rule. It, states should have pioneered the policy, you know, the, the policy in Title IX. They should have pioneered it. Uh, and, be, be, and, and, and so, anyway, continue with my comment uh, here that I posted last night. I said the proposed rule would accommodate a boy who identified as a girl and thereby give him a physiological advantage over the girls against, which, against whom he competes. And, and I said Leah Thomas, the swimmer, comes to mind. His competing against female athletes is unfair to them. He should be competing against other males because he is a male. And no amount of gender identity can change his gender, end of quote. That's basically my comment that I, I tossed in there last night. Now, Sam, there are a number of other comments, and, and I'll just give you a flavor. I'll read a few of these comments. Um, unfortunately, a lot of them were copies, but, you know, if they came from different people, even though they were copy, I guess that's good. Um, uh, so here's one. You are using non-discrimination laws in an illegal and unconstitutional way, and if this hits my kid's school, we will file a lawsuit. Well, good luck with that because you're going to file a lawsuit. You're going to spend a lot of money, and the court's going to rule against you. Yeah, here's what um, I don't understand. Why don't yeah. these parents just yank their kids out? You could instantly just shut down the government school in your area if enough parents just said, no more. We're done. Bye. <laughs> Gone. Right. No. Okay, and that's why I, I, I don't understand why Americans are just like, I'll sue you. Well, you're going to probably lose your lawsuit and spend a bunch of money, okay? You've got to just get your kid out of that communist cesspool. All right? Yeah. It's the tenth plank of the communist manifesto. They don't believe in the God-ordained traditional family. They believe men and women are supposed to have sex to make babies for the state, and then they're supposed to live in separate dorms. Only the brightest and the best are allowed to have sex and make babies in the communist agenda. Okay? The rest of you are nothing but work slaves. Okay? That's the communist goal, right? 
Yeah. So, folks, if you expect anything different out of your government school, you're going to be sadly mistaken. You think you're going to sue them, and they're going to go, oh, my gosh, you're right. Here's a bunch of money. We're so sorry. Now we're going to teach your children godly things. Yeah, right. That's what you That's th- a- I mean, folks, come on now. <laughs> and so I just don't understand. And I know people are going to say, well, Sam, we don't have the wherewithal to teach our kids. We don't have any way to accomplish that. Mom and dad have to work to pay taxes. And, well, let's shut down our schools and lower the taxes then. Okay, but all and I'm saying never, is this is a nowhere idea, lol. <laughs> right, and there's never been more wonderful homeschooling curricula available than there is today, right now. I mean, you've got the Ron Paul homeschool curriculum. You've got the Project Education or the Project Freedom education materials from the uh, New Americans from the John Burr Society. You have the Brian McClanahan uh, school you have, uh, I mean, there, there are just numerous uh, schools, and every week I come into contact with, with new schools, people building curriculum. It, it, it's never been easier to be a homeschooled parent than right now. Because, why? Because so many of these wonderful materials are being made available on the Internet. You know, 30 years ago, couldn't do that. But today, we can do that, and there are so many great materials available Parents, just please take your children out of these and public I know, schools. I know that it's hard. But, folks, if we're going to move the needle on this, it's going to take sacrifice. Right now, when you go down to your government school and complain, they just simply have the FBI document you as a terrorist. They're not intimidated by you at all. Okay? Yeah. So you got to understand, the only authority you have over them is to take your kids out. And if you leave your kids in, their thought is, hey, you're okay with their agenda. I mean, by you putting your kids in, isn't that a mandate, Lol? Pretty much, yeah. If it, basically, you're acquiescing, you're agreeing with their agenda if you put your school, if you allow your children to attend their, their government school, you're acquiescing. All right, the states never even gave authority for Title IX to exist, much less this rule change. Let's finish on that point, Lol. That's right. Um, if, if, and, and as you know, because title, I'm sorry, Tenth Amendment is the foundation of our Constitution. It says if the authority is not explicitly given to the, the general government, then it is reserved to the states or to the people respectively. And so you can read the Constitution all day long and all night long, but you will never read in there where the states vested in the general government the authority for education. Simply you know where not you'll there. read it? <laughs> what? You know where you'll read it? Where? In the Communist Manifesto, that's where. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Other than that, it isn't there, folks, and that is the quintessential point. But you know what? Boys will be girls, girls will be boys, whatever you want to say in this modern whacked-out belief system we have. Title IX will create an absolute train wreck with this. But, folks, even in Provo, Utah, one of the most conservative cities and one of the most conservative states in the Union— they doubled down with a gay pride festival. DefendingUtah.org reported on it from our point of view, a conservative point of view. This is disaster. And I think we stopped the Boise gay, uh, gay pride parade from uh, taking place by the efforts of Defend Utah and others. But this is, I, I just can't believe we're having this here as we are. you got little children in the audience. You've got these, I don't know what you call them, animals on stage. Uh, gyrating and sexual innuendo and uh, exploitation. I don't understand how they didn't get arrested uh, for indecent exposure and 
causing a ruckus in society or what? I don't even understand that. How there's not anybody speaking out about this, lol. Well, it was advertised as a family-friendly drag show, Sam, because it was advertised as family-friendly, you know, by this group called the Rainbow Collective. Um, I guess that's uh, how they got permission to, to be there and do that. They had police officers there, um, and, and but no one got arrested for uh, their gyrations. Um, but, you know, the very nature of cross-dressing itself is not family-friendly, Sam, and that's one reason why the LDS Church hasn't even allowed it for employees at Halloween parties. You can't, you can't dress up, uh, you can't cross-dress for a Halloween party at, at, a, at an event sponsored by the church. It's just, it's just you know, and, and that's why it's so puzzling to me as to why the church would allow this to happen on BYU campus. Um, now, now, this particular, this, this uh, drag show didn't occur on campus, but at a, a public park near campus. But there have been BYU professors who support this kind of thing. There are BYU professors who speak out openly against the proclamation on the family, and they are still teaching at BYU. They're, and I don't, I don't understand that, why the church allows, I mean, the church is a private institution, and they, they can hire and fire at will, and, uh, and yet they allow these professors to speak badly about the proclamation and to teach uh, gay pride to their students and to support these kinds of events. I don't understand it, Sam. Where are we going? Hang tight, ladies and gentlemen. More in seconds. Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast. And that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the Lion of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. If Planned Parenthood were what they publicly declare themselves to be. They would welcome transparency. We all know why they hide, because we know what they hide. We can confirm federal judges who follow the Constitution rather than reverse engineer their preferred policy outcomes. The truth about abortion is spreading because of advances in medical imaging, because of brave journalists, tireless activists, compassionate doctors, nurses, and other healthcare professionals. The rising generation of young Americans is the most pro-life in decades because they know too. And one day soon, we will reaffirm our nation's principles in their dignified fullness and avow once again that all men are created equal. All are entitled 
to life. I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. All right, Sam Bushman, Lowell Nelson, campaign for liberty.org. Folks, this drag stuff is beyond imagination. How can a man dressing up as a woman to perform in a sexual uh, behavior, how can that be family friendly? But somehow some of the most conservative people in the country somehow are okay with it. I didn't see any real serious pushback. Did you, Lowell? No, I, I didn't attend the event. I didn't want to give it any attention, but maybe I should have been there with a sign and and uh, and protesting it. I, I don't know, but I, I think um, you got the BYU um, uh, allowing teachers and and you know faculty and students to promote this kind of thing. Um, I, I think I think we need to hit the BYU where it hurts. Um, in, in terms of donations, in terms of, um, um, I, I mean, there is a website uh, where you can go and say, you know, uh, plead with BYU administration to shut this this down, fire the the uh, the alumni, I mean, fire the teachers who are promoting this thing or condoning it, and then also dismiss the BYU students who are engaged in it. I mean, there, we have an honor code at the at the Brigham Young University, and the honor code. Uh, uh, I, I mean, I haven't read it for years, but I'm, I'm sure it says something about the way you behave when you're a student. And if you misbehave as a student, you're dismissed. You, you go on probation or you're dismissed. So uh, there's a lot I think that we should do. We should be pounding down the doors at BYU, uh, insisting that they take some action against the BYU students and BYU professors who uh, support, engage in, or condone this type of activity, Sam. And other faculty members as well. Just because you're not a professor, maybe you work in the student health department or whatever else. Same scenario for them, Lowell. Exactly. That's exactly right. You know, this is, um, uh, I don't know, this is not about people's rights or being nice to people that are different. It's about the rights of an entire generation of children who are being targeted for exposure the sexual content at far beyond age-appropriate levels. This amounts to nothing other than sexual grooming. It is the behavior of the pedophile mindset, Sam. And what's now, interesting under the, is they're on, what, what number is this? Is this five or six or seven? They've had these pride parades every single year. Uh, this is just mm-hmm. growing, growing, growing. They had over 70 booths this time alone. Wow, that's incredible. Zion's Bank is a sponsor. Well, under the principle of free agency, adults may choose whatever pursuit of life, living, and property they wish as they learn the consequences of their actions. In defending freedom for all of men and women, must we, we must honor their individual choices. But when those choices infringe on the rights of others, such as children, and their innocence, then the situation changes and good people must defend the defense less, right? I mean, that's the the whole point. If these were a bunch of adults, you know, we would be disappointed in their behavior. But when they when they bring their children to watch this this type of behavior, then you're infringing on the rights of the, the children to, to be innocent of this type of information until they become adults when they can make their own decisions. So that's that's the point here that Defending Utah is making. Defending Utah, by the way, did a great job covering this event and reporting on it. So hats off to them. 
Now, on their website, I'll, I'll just uh, say this one thing, Sam. They quote Deuteronomy 22, verse 5. So this is a verse out of the Bible. Deuteronomy chapter 22, verse 5. I've forgotten about this verse, but it says this, quote, The woman shall not wear that which pertaineth unto a man, neither shall a man put on a woman's garment. For all that do so are abomination unto the Lord thy God. End of quote. Very interesting, Sam. I'd Amen. Last point that. I'm going to make on this, ladies and gentlemen, is this. Last hour with Dr. Scott Bradley, we played the video from Ammon Bundy uh, running for governor of the great state of Idaho and how he exposes Brad Little. And uh, what Ammon Bundy does is he put together a video following the money, and it's entitled Why the Pride Movement is So Strong in Idaho. And it documents really that money from COVID to big corporations uh, to nonprofit, uh, supposedly non-governmental organizations are all in bed with the governor. And they're all passing money around and promoting gay and lesbian, bisexual, transgender agenda. So it's at the state levels as much as at the federal levels and at your local levels in your, your, your cities and your counties. They're all flush with filthy lucre. Uh, and all in conflict of interests to promote this agenda, all the way to your local school board, all the way to your local cities. Okay? Why Provo's not pushing back on this? Why the mayor isn't speaking out? Why Brigham Young University isn't speaking out going, hey, this is unacceptable? Why people aren't being arrested for literal um, pornography on stage, so to speak, or, or lewd acts or lascivious, beha- lascivious type behavior? I, I don't know. But I'm telling you that Ammon Bundy tracks the dollars, and it makes you sick, Lowell. Wow. Well, and one reason for that is uh, the, the, the money is so appealing to the states because the states are receiving these monies from the federal government, but with strings attached. And so you've got these Title IX schools that uh, will lose funding if they don't do what the, the federal government tells them to do. Uh, those are the strings. If you don't dance to those strings, then you lose the funding, you lose the money. Right here in the state of Utah, for example, about a third of our budget comes from the feds. And so if we refuse, if the state of Utah refuses to um, do what the feds want them to do, they'll lose, you know, a, a big chunk of that money, even though that's, that's, that's not supposed to happen. That's in effect what will happen. And so the politicians at the state level, they think they have to go along with the federal government on these things. So we're in a rock and a hard place. I'm not saying it's going to be easy for these politicians at the state levels to, to vote right. It's going to be hard for them to vote right because they don't want to lose the funding. And, 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 but we have to do it. Sam, I'm telling you that if the state of Utah would vote against this type of stuff, they would lose their funding from the, from the feds, then we could actually... Um, begin selling the energy that we have in this state, all of the coal and the energy and the shale and so forth, we could export that energy to surrounding states and be independent of the money that would have come from the federal government, and then we would have control over our own destiny. But as it is, we, we, we uh, are acquiescing to the federal government. They say we can't drill on our own land. We can't utilize the resources that God placed here in our state to, to, to use. It would, it would solve the, the money crisis if we would just drill and, and you know, on our own land and sell that energy to surrounding states. We would have more than enough money to fund these public.
public schools, which I don't think we should be funding in the first place. So uh, there is a way out, Sam. It's not going to be easy, but we need to persuade our legislators to do the right thing. Sam? And the way out, ladies and gentlemen, is not to kowtow for filthy lucre. At no. some point, you have got to say, hey, we're not willing to cross that line to keep the money, okay? This Title IX rule change, this uh, gay pride festival promotion everywhere, thank heavens, due to the great work from DefendingUtah.org, I think we stopped the uh, Boise Pride Parade from occurring so far. Uh, but they had it in Provo. This isn't the first one. They've had them since 2013. And I don't see any moral outcry. And ladies and gentlemen, if we let this grow up amongst us, the Lord will pour out his wrath on us. Pour out his wrath on us. Um, you know what? It is an abomination to God Almighty. Okay? And I don't see why these religious organizations and why individuals and families are not speaking out. Where is your mayor? Where are your county commissioners? Where's the district attorney? Where's the sheriff? And all these people to say, look, you can't get on stage and commit lascivious acts. Okay? You can't do these things uh, in public. But yet they're being applauded, promoted. You literally have Zions Bank, Brigham Young University, faculty and everybody else involved in this. I just don't understand how we don't push back harder. And you could say, well, Sam, man, you guys live in a very corrupt, weird place. What's wrong with you guys? It's everywhere in the country, ladies and gentlemen. Don't fool yourselves. They've got pride promotions everywhere. And your cities and your counties and your businesses are involved in it, too. It is beyond imagination. We highlighted this latest Disney whacked-out film called Little um, Little Demon. They literally at Disney now have a movie out that literally is a woman has sex with Satan, and Satan's spawned daughter now is 13 years old, an antichrist daughter and a mom. Uh, that's the narrative for the latest Disney event. So this is in big corporations. This is in small town USA. This is everywhere. And we, the people, I used to think we had a moral majority, lol. But now when we get 200 out to a, a speech on liberty and they get 5,000 plus with 70 plus booths for their gay pride agenda. And they literally have men dressing up on, on dressing up as women on stage promoting lewd acts. And nobody seems to even bat an eye. There's a few protesters, but they're considered the, the extreme rabble. Um, folks, DefendingUtah.org, watch their video. It will shock you to the core. Our prayers are that we can stand for liberty, ladies and gentlemen. Final issue before the show ends. U.S. Senate bill to ban what they call assault weapons. You better contact your U.S. Senate today. It's coming up. We don't know when, but beware. Uh, Lowell, this is critical, too. They take away our guns and promote gay pride, and we're in real trouble, sir. That's right. There are five major priorities that the Campaign for Liberty has identified that uh, these priorities are priorities because these issues will come before Congress uh, shortly, you know, anytime. We don't know when exactly, but but um, if you sign up, uh, you know, provide your email address to campaignforliberty.org, they will notify you when the time is right. Um, uh, these five priorities are, number one, Joe Biden's assault weapons ban. That would outlaw most of the popular rifles in America. Uh, number two uh, is the continuing resolution budget bill to fund the government, but filled with all kinds of Green New Deal goodies. This is so ironic. I mean, they, they have brownouts, rolling brownouts in California. Uh, rolling. Uh, they're saying you can't gas up your electric car 
uh, while at the same time they're in trying to enact laws that would require the uh, elimination of the gasoline-powered car by the year 2050. <laughs> I mean, it's it's crazy. Well, they're, even by 2035, they're saying, "Hey, but, uh, you know what? Yeah. Don't don't charge your car, but go green and get a car today." Right? Yeah, it's crazy. And number three, the uh, the central bank digital currency, which Joe Biden ordered the Federal Reserve to hurry to development. Number four is expansion of the federal police states. Well, already you've seen the funding of 87,000 new IRS agents uh, that would be armed to the hilt and, and, and willing and able to kill. Um, and then number five, the National Defense Authorization Act, which is always just a vehicle for statist policies that have nothing to do with national defense. So there are five issues, by the way, that that uh, we just you know need to stay we need to stay vigilant on. We can't Eternally allow vigilant on. That's exactly right, Sam. Boy, it's ladies a pleasure and gentlemen, to be... Let, let's and, be and, clear, ladies and gentlemen. We've got to stand up, and we've got to do it now. Okay, folks, look. It is not time to sit on the sidelines anymore. It is time to get involved. It's not time to think it'll be left up to another. Uh, the idea that we don't discuss religions and politics anymore, those days are gone. You will lose your liberty if you stay out of this fight, folks. you got to stand up for God, family, and country... We're here to provide you the tools, the stability, the information to do just that. Our goal is to preserve the nation. We can do so by following the Prince of Peace. For Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org, and Sam Bushman, LibertyRoundTable.com, LovingLiberty.net, we declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America.